Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus, and with me, like always, is Rico. Now, there's a lot of news this week, plenty to talk about, all kinds of stuff to talk about. We can talk about whatever we want because, hey, this is our podcast, right? What's up, Rico? How you doing, man? Uh, you are right. We can talk about anything and everything. But uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Second podcast of the day. Uh, first, we had a discussion earlier today. Uh, you, myself, and our buddy Rudy. It was a pretty cool discussion that we had. A little, uh, you know, red pill, blue pill style stuff about gaming. But uh, like you said, there's a lot of news this week. Uh, good, Some good news this week. Uh, a lot of cool things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing good. Yeah, well, that's because yeah. last week we had a... We had Rudy on here last week as well. And last week it was kind of a little more of a, what? I don't want to say a dead, right, news week. But it was, a little, it was very, very light as far as it was overall slow. news was concerned. Yeah. So Rudy just happened to want a podcast. So Rudy joined us last week. He joined us again this week. And it seems like he wants to join us for another discussion next week. But obviously we wanted to kind of separate the two because otherwise we'd be on a podcast for two plus hours. <laughs> even yeah. Maybe even more. And it's not like we haven't, right? But I know a lot of times we want to make them at least an hour-ish, maybe under an hour just to keep them more, you know, a, little, a lot more focused, right? Uh, between the the topics at hand, but nonetheless, I'm doing all right. Went for a walk eight to Sunday. Unfortunately, tomorrow's Sunday Monday. Stroll. Yeah, Sunday stroll. But tomorrow's Monday, and oh, man, Monday suck, suck so much. But oh well, it's gonna be a hopefully a good week. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm ready to kick it off and let's get talking, man. All right. So one of the big things, I mean synonymous with anime uh dragon ball some big dragon ball news uh coming up we knew that we kind of they've been telling us that we're gonna get some news we're gonna get some news well they officially announced dragon ball daima at least that's the way i say it i don't know if there's a proper pronunciation for that or if you've heard it different but it has been confirmed it is going to be uh debuting in the fall of 2024 so you know roughly a year away at this point uh, I did see a little preview, uh, and it is Dragon Ball. Remember that that is like child Goku. So uh, I don't know how you feel about this. I know when I saw that there was going to be like some Dragon Ball news, I thought like, oh, like you know, uh, finally the you know supers coming back, or they're gonna make something different, or maybe uh, the anime is gonna. When I mean, when I say super the first time, I meant like the manga because it yeah. kind of left us off like on a on like a very big cliffhanger. Uh, last time we saw it, then uh, there's also quite a, like I think at least two arcs that they need to fill in in the anime portion of uh, Dragon Ball Super, or like where we're going to be getting something new. Uh, but they're going back to Dragon Ball, and uh, they have some stories that they want to be that they want like to be told within that timeline. And within that universe, so uh, what do you think of them going back? So, uh, the, the the trailer. I mean, I'm okay with it. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, we didn't get super and they're complaining." Hey, Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball. At the end of the day, you're getting more Dragon Ball content, so I think you should, you know, obviously be excited about everything. And just because I know people, oh, we, you know, this super to continue on what? Because super, the manga is popping off, and if you're a fan of, you know, Dragon Ball, there's all kinds of cool stuff, right? And Moro. And you know, with Frieza, and I'm missing one in between, and Granola, and stuff like that. You see, but in, in essence, like that's not a lot of material. I think this is a good way to kind of hold people over at least for another year or so because it's going to be a while. 
get it, get get another arc going, get the arc going, especially with this one right now. You can finish with this one off, and you know, kind of lead it to something else. Again, it just allows more time for Dragon Ball Super, right? More content, right, for them to create and advertise and get you know asses in those seats, right? You know what I mean? Um, but I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't expect another movie here going down the line. But this Dragon Ball, it, it, it's supposed to be like because uh, they all got smaller, even Android eighteen uh uh supreme kai like they're all there and i got a lot of dragon actual dragon ball um how do you say it i guess og mixed with gt feelings from this and i was like man is that are they like a gt thing you got kid goku kid vegeta so i'm just kind of curious what type of characters that we're gonna get and if you look at some of the stills and stuff like that like you see you know, I don't know if like Majin Buu, because you see some snippets of Babidi and uh, Diabora, Supreme Kai there. I don't know if we're getting some kind of Buu thing kind of going on here, but they're they're all small. Vegeta, Bulma, and the androids, King, uh, the King Kai, Krillin. And honestly, the designs look cool. And again, I wouldn't put it past them for something like this to be a lot more fantastical. You know, in the GT realm, where you know where they had where you had Shenron, all kinds of cool stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what is going forward. I don't mind it. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, who asked for us?" No, what? It was. It's. <laughs> it's not up to you, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I mean, it. I think it is fair to say too that there are, there's like, there's a Dragon Ball fandom, but then there's also subsections of the Dragon Ball fandom. Some people swear that Dragon Ball is it. The rest is trash. Like, it's just that original story. Other people, you know, grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, much like us, and they think that that is the best, and they think the other two are probably not good, not as good, maybe. Uh, There's the newer fandom, which, like, came up now with Super, which they probably are a little bit more biased towards that and don't really like the older stuff. Animate, you know, they probably uh, can tie it to, like, oh, well, the animation is so much better, the colors, everything, the music, uh, whatever. Uh, but then there's also, you know, the group that are just that love everything and that are just happy that they're getting this. Like you say, there's a little bit of pushback because yeah. it, it, it's a little weird. It, uh, it, it kind of doesn't feel like it's one of them, but it's like a little bit of a mix. Like you say, like with the characters that we've seen, uh, the good thing is like lore wise within Dragon within the Dragon Ball universe because of wishes and because of all that crazy time travel and all that, but you can really do just about anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and make it make sense. It's interesting too, that you brought up, you know, the Baba D and the Deborah, because what does that mean in terms of like where this fits on the timeline? Uh, or I guess more so who, uh, what characters are going to be coming back? Because I think this is already, this is like not a continuation, but it's, it's an original story. It seems like it's up to, it's it's mostly up to par with where we're at. And Toriyama is going to basically make whatever he wants to make and tell. And the good thing is that at least he's part of this story. So I, th- and again, it's the vocal minority who I think are the ones pushing back. I think that the majority of the people who are Dragon Ball fans are ecstatic, you know, old, new. I think everybody's excited. And people are even saying there's a lot of GT, right? Comparisons. Yeah. There's GT does have that, that section of people who actually really enjoy it. And again, they're the ones who just enjoy Dragon Ball, anything Dragon Ball, and enjoy it and by all means. So what's wrong with them kind of revisiting, you know, something like this with the creator completely behind board and telling a, a story that's original to anime? And that's a good, and honestly, I've always thought that was the, some of the cool stuff where it's like, yes, the manga is there and the manga is source material. But when a creator, you know, takes the anime 
and starts doing special things for the anime, starts doing original things for the anime, that shows that, hey, you know, yeah, like I have the manga, but I'm gonna, there's a whole other population of fans who are anime only and he's gonna hook them up you know what i mean i think it's cool i honestly yeah. think it's awesome i think it's something cool going forward i'm i'm definitely gonna watch and it's gonna i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and again i think it's just fun you know fun quirky and especially if it does do like the it does have gt things but if it does go more dragon ball I remember dragon ball was without so much of the superpowers power scalings off the off the rails you know dragon ball was quirky what's fun it was martial arts so i hope they kind of do something a little similar to that right where it's fun and 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 um the animation by the way looks really good <laughs> that's why yeah, we've, right. we've come a long way we've come a long way since dragon ball like for real and uh you know i i, I kind of feel the same as a as more of a casual dragon ball enjoyer uh when when you have the question of no content or content, whether it's for you or not, like, give it a chance. Let it get here. We don't even know what's going on. We don't know what this is about. It might go back, like you say, to more of the the martial arts and stuff like that that some people loved. Uh, so you know, let's let's wait and see. We got we're about a year out, so I'm sure we're gonna get more uh, previews and different things between now and then. And when it comes out, we'll we'll watch it. We'll give it a fair shake and see what it's all about. By that time, hopefully, you know, the manga's back. We have a little bit more in terms of, you know, uh, the content between where we leave off in the anime and the manga. Uh, and we'll get that anime back, hopefully, for super. Yeah. It, it's what I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... It's 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 something new. It's something cool. I mean, something fresh. Like you say, uh, direct involvement from the creator is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm all for it. Me too. Me too. I, I really am. I, I think it's going to be exciting moving forward, especially again, Toriyama is just associated with all kinds of things. Keep in mind, he's also that real cool game coming out, uh, Sandland or what's it called? Sandland, right? Something like that, yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So we'll, we'll see going forward, you know, exactly what's like. And I'm sure all the, the, the Dragon Ball C fans, just the Dragon Ball fans in general are also very, very stoked, which is the majority, right? So, yeah, I think so too. Um, the only other thing I had for this week that, I mean, it's not that it's not big news. It's just uh, something that, another thing that was kind of a little unexpected. Uh, there was supposed to be a big announcement by Crunchyroll, and people were like, oh, they're going to, it's the app, it's going to be optimized. And then they're like, no, actually, we're <laughs> launching a free 24-hour anime channel. Uh, from what I understand, it's it, they're going to target it more towards, like, apps, like, for TVs. From what I understand, it's going to be on LG channels, Roku channels, and uh, Vizio Watch Free Plus, which I'm not too familiar with uh, Vizio. I know a little bit more about the LG and the Rokus. But uh, it is going to be supported by ads. Um, at least from what I've read, it's the the content they're going to be showing is a little bit older anime. I didn't find an exact list, but it did say it's going to introduce people to like a little bit older anime. It's going to be, again, running 24-7. You're going to see ads every now and then. I would imagine it's gonna, they're going to be anime-esque uh type ads you know uh and it it's it just gonna try to introduce people to Great. some older anime get them to like you know buy in say like oh yeah some of the classics uh and get them to buy in and then maybe they, they think about uh getting right. into crunchyroll yeah I think it's great advertising, and if and if Sony can, uh, you know, Sony because they own right the the subsidiary, mm -hmm. um, if they can if they can give you a free channel, because how much does it actually cost just to kind of 
put something on 24 7 and i'm super i'm actually i was i was even wondering i was like what kind of anime will they be putting on here like it's just gonna be a mix of just random anime episodes or maybe they'll have blocks of type of anime you know they and there's a lot you can do with a 24 7 channel with, uh, of anime honestly i think i think that's a great idea i was super like damn hey, that's something that I, I would just play in the background if something piques my interest i might go back and watch something or maybe rewatch something if they're gonna have a 90s block of anime i'll go back and watch some an- a 90s if they're gonna have in the 80s block a 70 i'll go back and watch astro boy and gundam you know what i mean like i'll go through those things or if they're gonna show like just anime that are not as popular and just kind of have like a just a random anime block like, by all means you can do all kinds of stuff and I, I was super happy and you know just have people just see the different types of mediums that anime has to offer and ultimately get them to buy in i thought that was it's actually i think it's it's good promos excellent promotion good advertising I don't think it costs a lot, essentially, if, especially if you're gonna put it out on, like you mentioned, LGs and Rokos on on, on Rokus on the the stuff that doesn't require apps or stuff like even like those smart TVs that mm-hmm. just have apps like that. Shoot, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. You know, get ads, or you get you get an ad in the beginning before you get an ad in the middle, maybe an ad or two at the end. It's TV, right? I hope people don't go crazy. It's free, right? And I know no. we, I know we we pay the free for right, for the no ads and stuff. But growing up, the commercials were part of the appeal. You know what I mean. And if they're going to be showing off commercials for what different different anime and or just different manga, they can show all kinds of stuff, dude. It's, it's interesting. It, it's really appealing. I think personally. Yeah, yeah. Some of the titles from what I'm seeing here include uh, some some familiar some familiar names actually. Uh, Horimiya. Ranking of Kings, Moriarty the Patriot, Psychopaths, Arifu Furetta, Arifu Furetta, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale, Code Geass, and To Your Eternity. Straight up, what's crazy is that every single one of those tacks on a different genre of anime. I think it's exceptional. Uh, I don't know if there was one like one for like shoujo. Uh, demographic but you definitely have your suspense you have your action you definitely have your sci-fi you definitely have your uh is it uh your eternity that one's again pretty deep you do have uh ari Fureta, which is a little bit more adventure fantasy so you have all kinds of stuff that's actually a psychopath again that's the one that's very uh very minority report for those uh those type of fans so yeah yeah different all kinds of stuff really it's cool that's really cool great list so far a yeah, fair ranking, ranking of kings you don't you don't gotta yeah, do yeah, much yeah. more than that yeah, and I, be, I, I believe it's already available uh i think it launched on the 11th which was you know four days ago now uh and i think it's also supposed to be coming to amazon uh one of the amazon services on the 17th so again you know catered more towards like uh people that don't really watch too much anime that maybe want to give it a shot you can check out all these things for free of course uh like you mentioned it's going to be interesting to see if they go like a block schedule and they're going to do like okay this is this anime day this is this anime day or if they're going to like mix and match uh you know tsunami style where like you're watching you watch a certain episode at a certain a certain anime at a certain time and then you're going to come back the next day for the next uh episode you know it'll be interesting yeah. To say the least, and and I also agree that I think it's a it's a great move, uh, to get you know new people or like you say, uh, some people that are fans already or maybe just haven't seen some of the ones on this list to just leave it on, uh, as background noise or stuff like that, uh, and like you say, it's relatively inexpensive because you're not paying for, 
you know, a channel on cable or a channel like on something like YouTube TV, you're not paying for a slot there. Rather, you're going into these free, you know, into these platforms where they had just have like, you know, free running things and you just pretty much are advertising all day long. Yeah. And it's get a good competition. And if, if people get on that again, and it's just anime in general, it's just a good medium for anybody. So, hey, I would like to see if maybe Sentai Filmworks or maybe a high dive will kind of little crack at it somewhere down the line. So we'll see. It's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had for anime is that I did start watching Undead Unluck this week. I haven't seen the second one yet, but uh, I did see the first one. Loved it. Super funny. The premise is great. Uh, and it's something I kind of am going to look forward to watching here going forward. Nice. Anything Dude. else you have for anime? No, just... Are you watching anything? I'm curious. Just, ah, man. One Piece. One Piece is what I'm watching. I'm on episode 630. I'm almost... If, actually, it's a, little, it's a little before. I'm almost done with Punk Hazard already which is the arc that I'm currently at. So from there, I'm going to go Dress Rosa, which I think is about 100-some episodes. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm over halfway, man. Over halfway. A little before, I think there's 1,080 or something like that. Maybe wrong. I, I'm about 400 episodes out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. At, at, uh, let me ask you this, since you're at the halfway point. Once you catch up, what happens? Do you pick up where you left off on the manga? Do you start again in the manga? Like, what's your plan? My, I have a process. Generally, I do have a process whenever I do things and stuff. So uh, I'll catch up with the anime, and there, I will. I watch it in English just because you know I like enjoy watching it in English. And from there, I'll watch it in Japanese. I'll, I'll, I'll transition later when the English is done. Once I'm done with Japanese, I'll read the manga. And then I'll learn Japanese, and then now nah, I'm joking. I don't do that because there's. From, there's from, <laughs> you'll start again, or you'll take you'll pick up where you left off. Most most cases, I will pick up where I left off because generally the anime adaptations generally very good. You know, usually there's like in One Piece and Bleach and all those like they're seamless. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's fillers and stuff like that. But you take all the fillers, and you have the you have the the, the manga. Sometimes the manga panels might even do something a little different. But in this case, I think One Piece might be one of the exceptions where I go back and read it from the beginning. Usually, wow. usually, when, whenever the um, whenever the medium it doesn't do it justice, like The Promised Neverland, I actually I, I saw the first season, loved the first season, went back and started it from the beginning. That was one of those really? because because it, was, I, it started early off. I started from the beginning and read it uh, because I was so excited for season two. And then obviously the anime they butchered it and it sucks. Uh, they skipped the best arc, but whatever. It's besides the point. Um, but yeah, so, so you, a lot of times I will continue where I left off every so often when something's really, really, like when it's really intriguing and I want more of, I will start from the beginning. So One Piece might be those that one where I start from the beginning. And it's just more so to see, uh, because uh, it's, it's, it's a one-one of the manga. I think some of the differences are is that the manga can be a little bit more uh, a little bit more PG-13 rather than, well, I guess a little bit more, you know, rated R, I guess, because, you know, blood slices, people sliced up and it kind of, uh, you know, just, the, I, I guess uncensored, right? So I would like to see the the progression of some of the panels also that the anime introduced. So yeah, I, I'm going to go back and read it from the beginning. And when I catch up, I'll just catch up. So yeah, uh, I'm actually excited to do all that, uh, believe it or not. Because again, I, I get through a manga obviously a lot faster than I would uh, watching something. So yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, typically, when I when I make that transition, I, I go the same way. I w can watch as much as I can in English. I don't have a problem going over to 
uh, Japanese or whatever language it's in. And then I will typically what I do is I will research. Sometimes I ask you because I know I, I know you kind of know if it's something that I know you're familiar with. I uh, will find out exactly where I am, animate to manga, and I'll usually go back three chapters and start reading there. Yeah, uh, that, that's whenever I continue on, that's what I do too. I'll go back a little bit more just to make sure that that again, just so I know the transition is is seamless. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So sounds good. Uh, moving on to TV, film, and everything uh, in that space. Uh, live action Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven project is in the works. Uh, I know, you know, we already know, we've talked about it a bunch of times. The anime, super successful. Uh, the game had a rough launch, but has popped off since. Now the DLC is supposed to be amazing. Uh, um, I've gone through a couple games. Uh, Cyberpunk is kind of the next big one on my list that I'm going to, like, dive into. So I'm just waiting for myself to, like, be ready to, like, dive into that world. Because uh, the little, just the little that I've played... Like, uh, part of our discussion earlier was, uh, what, what was the, what was the term? It was the world, uh, world design and the world building and all that. And how important that is to us in some games. I, I actually feel bad that I didn't talk about Cyberpunk 77 when we talked about that topic because I mentioned the it, world, right? the, the world, right? uh, Night City. Night City, I called it Liberty yeah. City, I think. Yeah, Night Liberty City is one of the GTAs, no? Yeah, that's confusing because Rudy was talking about GT and our thing, and I and I was like, yeah. oh, it's called Liberty City. I had a cyberpunk in my mind because I know that world. Obviously, the anime was amazing and it made me want to. I really want to play cyberpunk. I really, really do. So I will get to it hopefully eventually. But you know, I'm just super into Zelda right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a big it's a vibe, man. That city, it's it, it's something. Like I, I know you're in for a treat since you like the world, the whole world aspect and everything. When you get into it, you, it's, it's something you get lost in. So, so I'm excited to jump back into them, but I just have to, I am the kind of person where I just have to be a little prepared and then boom, like that, you know, you light up that, uh, that switch and we're off to the races, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, a little bit less exciting news, uh, Marvel has reportedly fired the writers and directors of Daredevil Born Again, uh, which is the reboot series, uh, and is under going you know just create a creative reboot i guess uh for lack of a better term uh one of the better i I've, i don't know if i could say my favorite at this point but i probably could say my favorite series that marvel has done uh it was one of those first ones that opened up on netflix you know was awesome uh with the characters and everything uh was now kind of gonna make that transition that reboot to disney plus uh with the Largely the same cast and everything, so I was pretty excited. But uh, obviously, they hit some kind of bump in the road, and they didn't like what was, uh, you know, what was going on creatively or whatever. And they're gonna start again. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing, but for those people that are impatient, you know, of course, you don't want to wait longer. But if it's gonna affect the the product, uh, for the better, you know, I know we're always saying like, hey, if you need a delay, do it. If you need to start again, do it. If you need a if you don't feel like this is up to par, you know, take that time. It's better to have a better product and wait than to them to come out faster with shit, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, bittersweet, I guess I would say. Um, but yeah, just that's something I've been looking forward to 
particularly like the bad guy, man, Wilson Fisk. Oh, he's so good in this series. So I'm 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 pumped for that. Um, another big piece of the news, uh, and I put it in here because like it kind of pertains a little bit to film and stuff like that. Uh, more so, Best Buy plans to stop selling physical media such as 4K, Blu-rays, and DVDs possibly as soon as the end of Q1 2024. Uh, so what do you think of this? You know, I know uh, not everybody still collects movies, Blu-rays, stuff like that. I can probably name a couple people uh, in our friend group. Jed is a big collector. I know Ricky also likes to collect certain things. Uh, I know in terms of us, I think we're a little bit more like that when it comes to games. I don't really have too many movies anymore. Uh, I do have a collection out at our ranch house, you know, just because sometimes the internet out there get, you know, is what it is and I need to be able to watch something. Uh, so I do have my collection of DVDs and some Blu-rays and stuff over there. But uh, are you still a movie collector? I mean, or, I'm or an anime collector. Really... There um, you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm an anime sure. collector. Uh, uh, that's why when Right Stuff kind of sold out, uh, I was kind of upset because that's where I went. That was my go-to to buy anime Blu-rays and collectors and, and limited edition sets and stuff like that. And I still do buy some very rarely now compared to when it, when it you know, in 2000, early, early 2000 and stuff. Um, I don't buy as much anymore. I just kind of buy my favorite favorite. And I'm talking like, like it's I got to have it. You know what I mean? So not really much anymore. And I Best Buy was actually one of those places where I used to buy um, the smaller sets or whatever. I, I stopped buying movies and Blu-rays already. I think the only the last one I actually bought was actually I can't even tell you. I almost bought a movie this past weekend though, just because I knew Best Buy was not no longer gonna sell their stuff. Um, the Spider the Spider Verse across the Cross Spider Verse just came out on Blu-ray. So mm-hmm. I, I was going to buy that. And I was like, no, you know, I'll wait a little bit, you know, Amazon and stuff like that. But it, it sucks because, and I don't know, it's just me. I did walk into Best Buy and it's starting to look a little shallow, a little less shallow. And I was like, man, even the game section, that's because I think, I think they did say that it was not going to, it was not going to affect physical video game sales, which if they did, I would really flip a shit. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if they stopped selling video games and I was going through the Best Buy, whatever, and I noticed that the, the movie section was obviously a lot less. The, even the game section was a lot less. And I just kind of had this weird, weird, like, bittersweet feeling like, damn, Best Buy is phasing out physical media, you know, Blu-rays and stuff. And I, I just think it sucks because there, there is a there is a audience still for physical movies and Blu-rays. Ricky, you know, first and foremost, first person that comes to mind, he's always buying movies and Blu-rays, and he's still very adamant about, you know, that... that section i think as a matter of fact i don't know who, who was it i think walmart was actually going to phase out physical video games i don't know if that was uh something that was you know serious or not but i don't know i know big time distributors especially the walk-ons just because everything can be purchased online now you know and stuff yeah. I, I i'm just it's it's i think it's just a i don't know i think it's just something that i think later on down the line when people start getting this appreciation for physical media again then they'll start putting on in stores or maybe bringing it back slowly but i i love physical i know there's people who don't physical video games i just like i like having the thing in my hand complete ownership rather than a license essentially what you're paying for and yeah that you know that's just my personal opinion i'm always gonna have be physical first and foremost i know ricky's always gonna be physical as far as his movies are concerned first and foremost mm-hmm. so it'd be it'd be really upsetting if you know they just kind of did away with physical altogether 
Yeah, and I think I think there's a, still a big difference between um something like movies, anime, music versus video games because I think um in in, in terms of media that you watch or listen to, that's a lot easier to stream. At least right now. Whereas, like, if you're going to purchase a video game digitally, there's a download that kind of ensues there. And that, I think, is, like, a big barrier because, you know, especially now with some of the games that are coming out, you know, it, depending on how your internet is, that's, like, a day's worth of downloading where you're not going to play, uh, you're not going to be playing that game or you're going to be downloading it all day. That's if, like, you can... You can afford to stay off the internet and let it, you know, run efficiently and stuff like that. Versus nowadays, like, you can pretty much watch any movie. All you got to do is, you know, you have, if you have the apps, if you have the means, you can pretty much just tell your TV, hey, this is what I'm trying to watch. We're going to watch it. Yeah. And, 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 and it and takes you there. Uh, same, same thing with music. And not to say that it's, uh, that this is a good thing, but I can see why they're doing this. And why I think it'll take... I'm just saying as to why I think they're going to do it with Blu-rays and media in that form. Whereas I think it'll take a little bit longer with video games. We are moving towards that of like where you can stream like with... What do you call it? xCloud and all that kind of stuff where you can stream certain games off of servers and stuff like that. But it's still not perfect when it comes to like latency and certain games that you just don't want to play like that, you know? Uh, but yeah, like, I I think this is a big hit to people like you, like Jed, like Ricky that have that collecting thing for me. Like I like to collect my Pokemon games, but I feel like that medium is still not at that point yet. But if we get there, if we get there, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, not just Best Buy, but who else, like you're saying the Walmarts and, you know, a lot of these physical stores, uh, where we can go and look around and stuff like that, uh. And that was always and, part of the experience also, you know what I mean? Just being able to go into a Walmart and looking around and Yeah. And then it's gonna be interesting to see what that's gonna do to uh to the online, how 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 much that is gonna affect like online sales, how much that's gonna drive people to instead of going to Best Buy or instead of going to Walmart, Target still has a full selection. So I'm gonna stop sharp start shopping there instead. You know, yeah. who's who's going to be the one to, like, become that holdout that's going to say, you know what, we got you guys. And then uh, also what's that, what that's going to do to some of the value of some of these things, too. You know, if you can't find this Blu-ray, that Blu-ray, and unfortunately we do live in a time where people are, you know, always trying to make a quick buck, scalp stuff, and then try and sell it on the back end for more. You know, hopefully we don't get to that point where stuff is like that. But... Uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, uh, this this shift, you know, with uh, with everything now becoming as easy as it is with technology and all that. Like it's it's something that like wow, Best Buy was like the place you would go for movies, DVDs, everything, and now uh, they're gonna be gone <laughs> next year. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. And again, I'm just super curious, like as far as just having having something digital because you never really own it and I, I guess the example that come to mind are like overwatch one no way to play it even though you have the physical overwatch one disc they ultimately decided hey we're gonna just make it overwatch two the other example is friday the 13th right hey we, we and we purchased both games 
purchased Friday the 13th, hey, you only have until, what, next year to play it? And I think that's it. It goes offline. Like, you're not going to be able to play it regardless anymore. And, and, that's, and that's what blows my mind. Like, you paid for these games. You should, have, you should own the license for it for paying for it. You're, no, you don't. Like, they decided what's going to go on with these games and ultimately decide to pull them or not. Uh, what's the other game? I think it was a free game. Radical Heights, right? Imagine mm-hmm. had you paid for that game, boom, pulled it. It, it just blows my mind that, that because it's a digital thing, regardless of if you pay for it or not, they ultimately get to decide, get to decide, hey, you get to play it, not play it. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, a- and gaming, gaming is a little bit complex because there's also what happens, even if you buy physical sometimes, you can buy, for those people that, you know, are still stuck in NBA 2K17. Yeah. Those those servers are gone. 2K18, those servers are gone. Yeah. You know, like certain, like, you know, one of the big things we talked about was about the, uh, what was it, last week or week before? Well, we didn't do the it last week, but the week before, uh, you know, the DS, the DS uh, stuff was all going down. The the yeah. shop and all that stuff. So, like, it, it's interesting, like, this this move from, like, Okay, we're put. We're starting to push out physical, and you know, encouraging people to go all digital now, or you know, just to shop online, just because it's so much more convenient. I guess. Yeah. So uh, that that's definitely something a uh, a huge move in the market. That's going to be uh, something to look you know look out for and see see where it goes, especially for collectors such as yourself. Uh, so, yeah, interesting stuff, man. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, last thing I have here is we got a release date for the Yu Yu Haku show show coming to Netflix is gonna be on December seventeenth, which is actually right around the corner, man. The live action, right? Yes, live action. Ugh. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, now it's not. Now it's it's not. Ugh, it's more like, huh? Right? Just yeah, movie. right after One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> After, after this, after this whole boom in One Piece, you know. Yeah, before it was, it was. Uh, now it's, huh? You know, like question mark. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with this with, uh, with the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't know about Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, too much. Uh, the is, so, uh, Hunter, Hunter. Oh, okay. So I so the thing with One Piece is I know one of the big things they always talked about is how direct uh, the creator was in the making of the live action show. I don't know if that's the same case. I do see here that the series is being helmed by uh, it says here Kazutaka Sakamoto, the same executive producer of Alice in Borderland, which I know you're familiar with. Oh yeah. Uh, something called the Naked Director, Ride or Die, Agrikuzo, uh Ryokuma, uh, Corral, and Devil May Cry, baby? Devil Man Cry, baby. Devil Man, uh, Devil Man Cry, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I know Alice in Wonderland is probably the one that stick, sticks out to me the most, which I've heard good things. I know you're familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that lends itself at all to what this series kind of entails. Uh, if you think that's a positive that he, you know, can he bring some aspects of good things he did in that show to this show? Uh, well, it's kind of hard. Uh, Togashi is the uh, the mangaka for 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 a uh, Hunter Hunter and and Yu Hakusho, and I don't think honestly the, the the guy has a lot of health problems. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be something that he's really gonna be. He probably gave him the green light, but I don't think it's something he's really gonna be. You know, on right you know like oda was for one piece where everything literally ran by him 
In this case, uh, I, you said the showrunner was going to be the guy who did Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Borderland. It, it's mm-hmm. a great show, but I think in that one, the, the manga is very short. So I think he's able to adapt as much as he can with whatever it's presented, where you have something like this, where it's a little longer. And I'm just kind of curious as to you know, where he goes with it. Is it going to be something like, because I know you've actually seen a live action. Which one have you seen? Uh, you saw Full Metal, right? Did you see the Full Metal live action? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. I didn't see too much because I was like, "Wow, this is this this is something else." Uh, so, I don't know. I've if it's seen be more like that, or is it going to be more like like One Piece, where it's it's you know, because One Piece had it was English, right? Is, is it going to be a Japanese thing or an English thing? I don't know much about it to be honest with you. From what I see here, at least the cast seems like they're going to be Japanese. So it's going to be like uh, it's going to so be like uh. Yeah, so we're most likely we're gonna be watching the standard at least the the optimal experience is gonna be probably subtitled, at least for us, since yeah. we don't understand the language. Uh and I'm sure I'm sure there's gonna be some there's gonna be dub for for sure they're gonna come out with dubs, but it's not gonna be the native, you know, way to watch the show. Yeah, whereas One Piece is the native way to watch the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm sure that that it is gonna lend itself there is going to be, you know, it's going to create a little bit of a barrier there because not everybody's down with, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down with watching, uh, you know, subtitled. Uh, and dub, you know, it's good, but it can, it, it, there can be issues there too. So I think that is probably going to be at least one challenge that they're going to have. But if they stick to, the, to what they did with One Piece and kind of have learned from that, even though this has already been going, I think this has been filmed like for the last three years i think two or three years at least so uh it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with this one i this one's not as uh correct me if i'm wrong but i don't believe yu yu haku show is as out there as some manga as 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 crazy right or am i wrong had you asked me in the in the early 2000s i would have been like no you're wrong now unfortunately again it's it's one of those yu haku show is huge I'm talking, it was, it was one of the premiere 90 anime. It was also one of the early 2000 premiere anime. It, it came out on, on Toonami, and you Hakusho is big, though it doesn't get the love that you would like. You know, I, I, I couldn't even go as far as say there's more Hunter Hunter fans. Um, obviously, there's more of, you know, of the newer fans. And had, had Yu Hakusho come out in the last five years, if they ever decided to, to which I. I, I wouldn't doubt in the next five years if they ever decide to like make it like a reboot or redo it it would easily be what i think personally one of the premiere again and one of the top anime in the last 10 years if they ever decided to do it because there's some out there that are just like that you know if, if, if full metal berserk you know as far as like like if you want to re- redo it it would still hold up and you hawk show was actually it was one of the premier anime, man. It really was. 13 years ago, even in the early 2000s, man, it, it was. It really was. So I, I don't think this is getting the publicity and the amount of, of advertising as One Piece, you know, because One Piece, was, it was insane. And, and they were coming out with snippets and snippets. So I think just to be on the safe side and kind of temper expectations for people, this might be more in line with the um, with the Full Metals and the Cowboy Bebops and the, um, what's the other one? Uh, Death Note, um, you know that those type of live actions. You know what I mean? And not the not the American ones. I'm talking about the Japanese ones because there's are there are two. There's obviously a market for them. You know, and they make it, but I just I don't think it's gonna be 
Which is unfair because now we compare. We're going to be comparing live action it, it, to One Piece. Yeah, there's a new standard. There's a new yeah, standard. Yeah. yeah, which is unfair. It really is. So, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Hey, but it, but it's Netflix. They did it. So you know, they, now they have that that standard that they need to hold themselves to, that they set themselves. So I mean, I think I think it's fair. How about in terms of uh, in terms of like out thereness, is Yu Yu Hakusho like crazy in terms of like uh what i'm looking for is like are we going to space is there demons is there all these kinds of different powers like special effects like do we expect all these different kinds of crazy things or is it or is it more tame and i i don't mean that there's nothing there i just mean like is it what like you know one piece we have a guy that's a shark you know we have you know the gum gum everything uh we have a you know a clown coming apart like is it is it like that or is it a little more tame? It's 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 not. It's it's a, little, a lot more tame than that. This one's okay. primar- this one's primarily your your demon world. You have uh, King Enma. You, he goes down in the demon world. He has he's a spirit detective in this case. Fights off demons. Yeah, you, you know the genre, right? And mm-hmm. the I guess as crazy as it gets, it's just how the demons actually look. But and the, even the power scaling is not too crazy. You 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 just get your mesh. He's just a brawler. Everybody has their power. It's actually came in mind. This came out in the '90s, so even the power, the the powering up and the level ups isn't too too crazy. But I will say, as far as tournaments and, and, and tournaments are concerned and stuff like that, in my opinion, a a dark world tournament, baby, shoot, shoot, the demon world tournament. I'm sorry, hey man, it has one of the biggest baddest to this day. To this day, <laughs> the Tagoro brothers, bro. <laughs> Again, I'm a fan and. That that's the second season of Yu Hakusho. Show. If you can at least get to that, watch the the Demon World tournament. It's a lot of fun. And again, there's characters and it can. There's you know the demons come out like cats. There's other demons that uh, that come out like um, what you call it, uh, big big bony guys. But for the most part, they're they're human esque. You know the majority of them. So it's nothing too too crazy that you could that they couldn't handle. Like you're not gonna have like Arlong, you know, in his full getup like that. You know what I mean? But you'll have horns and demon looking people. Okay. The power the powers aren't too crazy and stuff like that. Um, and they usually so, have maybe some more, so more bleach ish. Sounds more like bleach than something. Yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleach, bleach is it's yeah, exactly. Bleach-esque. Okay, yes, yes. makes but sense. If you haven't seen it, get it to watch, man. Yeah, you ski your meshy baby. Yeah, I hear about them all the time. <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Like you're watching something for fun, and again, the the you will love uh, the younger Togo brother because he just talks a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm My man, forty percent power, and then and then two episodes later, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust it up to sixty percent, and then three episodes later, eighty percent, and he just gets more like bulky. But <laughs> you gotta watch it, dude. It, it really is good. Like the suspense, and and I I'm just not sure if I guess because the. Uh, the pacing is a little it's a little slow it kind of drags and the suspense is there for a good 10 minutes but it's it builds up beautifully <laughs> I, I can look at your gold power enough for 15 minutes i don't give a shit <laughs> a lot of fun awesome awesome anything else uh, for you in terms of uh movies have you checked out anything else have you watched any new series anything pique your interest i have not I have not, unfortunately. Again, just One Piece, man. I'm watching One Piece of Plings Out. That's literally that's what my day consists of. Yeah, yeah. Football. Makes sense. Like I was two, watching football. Two, two good things, man. Yeah, oh, I was watching okay. football day, and I was playing Zelda while I was watching football. So, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, on my end, I did. Uh, I mentioned to you last week that I did rewatch the uh, Neverending Story, which oh my god, yeah. dude, so good, still holds up, and the theme song just top, still like it's 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 top tier, dude, for sure. Uh, so I was really excited to watch that. I mentioned it to you. I mentioned it to my sister also that uh, it's it's about it's it's about time for Evander to watch it too. I'm not. You're not gonna bait me, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> dude, do it, dude. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, what was it again? I just, I just started seeing. I was like, oh yeah, they sing the Stranger Things. Turn around. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Did you see? That's how you get, baby. That's how you get. <laughs> Nothing's for free, but touching's gonna cost you. Oh, dude, yes, yes. There it is. But, but, but it's good, man. Just, I mean, it's the same. It's the same name. That never-ending story. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, check it out. There, there was also like you know a little mention and stuff of that in Stranger Things, which you know brought it back again. Uh, in terms of other things I'm watching, Netflix came out with a show called The Fall of the House of Usher, and I've been hooked. Is it good? Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's out there. It's crazy. You know, it, it uh, falls in line with like the other things that they put out, like in the genre, which is like Midnight Mass. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, it's, The Haunting of Bly uh, Manor. It's like you know that that same group of it's actors. Mike, it's Mike Flanagan, right? Isn't that the it's, it's Haunting of uh, Haunting yes. of Hill House? Mm-hmm. It's that same. It's a. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's and it and it's a story. From what I looked up, it's actually something that's Edgar Allan Poe, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an Edgar Allan Poe short story. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's out there. Uh, I you know cast, you said. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same cast of like most of those other series, and uh, it, it's good. Like I watched it, and I I really appreciate when I can watch something, and I think I have it figured out, and then it like switches, and it is Mike Flanagan, by the way. Just confirm that by looking at the page. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's good, it's interesting, uh, and you know you think you kind of you think you have it pinned down, like in the first episode, like oh okay, I can see where this is going, and then you're like whoa. This is some wacky, crazy stuff. And I mean, but leave it to Flanagan. And then, of course, you know, Edgar Allan Poe to give you some crazy out there stuff. So that's been good. And the other thing I, I picked up was a, a show that is already a little older, but uh, I don't know if you've heard of Madam Secretary. That's not, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't remember the name of the actress, but it went till 2019. Her name is. Tia Leone, and basically, like she is playing the uh, Secretary of State. She's tapped to be Secretary of State, and she goes like dealing with all these political things, you know, with all the stuff going on today in the news and all that, and you know, all this discussion going around about pol- politics and all that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I always love me like diving into like a little political show where like you see a little bit of the workings. You know, it's not I'm sure it's dramatized for sure, right? But uh, you get to see. Get, give yourself a general idea of like, oh, okay, so this is how things go like in situations like this. Maybe not as crazy, but, you know, there, 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 there has to be some truth to some of these things that they portray in these shows. So I, I always, uh, I've always found like these uh, government, uh, you know, politics and all that shows uh, real interesting. So I had never gone to this one again. It was just uh, one of those things where like I had to be ready to watch it. And, you know, with all the politics and everything going on right now, I was like, okay, now's the time. Boom. So I've been watching those two things. Uh, we'll more than likely finish uh, the House of Usher in the next day or two. And then I'll probably just continue with Madam Secretary. So Nice, nice. Yeah, and watching both on Netflix, by the way. So 
Netflix uh, Netflix is uh, doing good right now in my book. Uh, hopping over to gaming, which is the last segment. Um, we did get some sort of confirmation that Liza P is going to be getting a DLC. It did end on like a little bit of a cliffhanger. It, it uh, indicate it kind of indicated that we were either going to get something in the form of DLC or a sequel. And this was uh, coming off of uh, X or formerly Twitter. Uh, it still feels weird saying X, man. I try oh. it and I try it and it's just, it, it's weird. Like, <laughs> I love how you always have to say formerly Twitter. <laughs> it's because it doesn't feel natural still, man. So it, it, it's rough. But uh, there was a post that was all in Korean where it was saying that uh, talking about like some listings and uh, they wanted to hire somebody for Liza P DLC and stuff like that. And then the, uh, the company that put out the tweet uh, responded and said, no, like it's not nothing official, but uh, we're going to be providing a roadmap real soon. And this, that, and the other. So, you know, it's not confirmed, but it's kind of like, okay, we know it's happening. We are getting some kind of DLC in some form. So uh, I finished the game already, loved it. I know you've been caught on some other things, but I'm sure you'll finish it in due time. Uh, and I think you're going to be just as excited with the ending as I am. Uh, I know I kind of already told you that there's a certain enemy that you need to get to because she's amazing. <laughs> and I don't know if she's more wife, if I'm more, if she's more waifu to me or if she just scares the shit out of me more. But it's like a combination of both. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, I'm excited that they're going to be uh, putting out more content from what uh, I played. I love the game. It was a great game. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited we're getting more and hopefully they continue going forward with this, uh, you know, this whole story that they're trying to tell. Um, and some other news we got this week was, uh, PlayStation unveils a new PlayStation five console. They have not yet dubbed it the slim, but I mean, everybody kind of is under the understanding that like, this is the slim, right? Because it's a little smaller. Uh, it's not as tall, so it weighs less. So of course, you know, smaller, uh, lighter, so it's the slim, right? We're yeah. all just calling it the slim already. And what's interesting is they are going to phase out the old PlayStation, which uh, they are doing again the all digital, and then the one with the with the disc drive. The disc drive, the the price for the disc drive one is going to remain the same, five hundred, five hundred. Whereas the new one, I think the all digital old PS Five. V1 is going to be remain at 400 whereas this one is going to go up to 450 because the interesting thing with this new one is you're going to be able to take off one of the plates and purchase separately a disk drive which you can then attach onto that console if I'm if I'm understanding it right that's what they're going for with this new with the new digital version you're going to be able to purchase it. I think I see here for $80. It's going to be an Ultra HD Blu-ray disk drive that's going to be sold separately for 80 bucks, And you're going to be able to just boom, pop it in there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, we're going back to the, like those old times where, I mean, we never, in the old school, we didn't have like no disk drive. But you remember the days of like buying the the hd dvd player for like your old consoles and stuff like that you remember those days did you ever buy one of those 
I did buy one for was it, it was kind of like the DVD playback kit. Yes. For the, for the Xbox? Xbox? Yeah. Or yeah, the Xbox. I think I own the one called the, I think, I'm pretty sure the Xbox, the DVD playback kit is what it's called, verbatim. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And that, we owned it because, again, oh, one of the biggest things was, oh, if, if it, it plays DVDs, you get to watch movies in your room. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least, I, yeah, because we didn't have, strangely enough, we didn't have very many DVD players, especially when they were at a premium. You know what I mean? So, I, but my mom did buy it with me and my three brothers. So she did buy us a PS2 and an OG Xbox. And with the OG Xbox, we did have the DVD playback kit. There was one DVD player, and I think it was in the living room, and God forbid we touched it and moved it to one of our rooms. So, lo and behold, you know, we got to have a, you know, what you call it? A DVD playback kit, play DVD in our yeah. room. Man. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, the whole peripheral thing. Like, oh, uh-oh. Like, this coming back to the to the PlayStation, like, we've kind of we've kind of have gone back and forth. It's like, what's going to be the new thing with the Switch? And I was like... Uh-oh, like, uh, is this going to be a thing again? Are we going to go with peripherals and worm lights uh, and, sh- and shit like yeah, that man. again? Like- the, per- the, the peripherals have always been a lot of fun. When you get to customize your, your console, I know PlayStation, Xbox kind of did away from that, but, like, the Switch always kind of really, always kind of had it when you had uh, you switch the colors to your Joy-Con, the different consoles that are going on. You, never really, you can never really change it, but I think they, they make a killing. If you're able to cosmetically change your stuff, and not only that, but let's say, for example, um, and it, it's kind of hard. It was a lot easier for Nintendo growing up just because they did have two separate families with the Game Boy Advance. But you best believe when the GameCube, when he, when he had the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance adapter came out, you best believe we jumped on that day one. You tell me we get to play our Game Boy Advance games on a on a TV? Are you kidding me? Bright lights with the GameCube control? Duh, man. Like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, if PlayStation's gonna be able to, if you're gonna be able to, like, I guess, kind of customize your stuff, I think that's awesome. I think that that would be a really good, really cool, real nice gimmick to just keep your console, you know. And again, oh, I guess if it's affordable, right? But like, let's say, oh, limited Nintendo, oh, limited edition. Um, these are gonna be uh, Switch plates for your for your Switch. You get to take them out, pop them in. If oh, here's a Zelda one, and here's like a limited edition Pokemon one of your favorite Pokemon. There's six different ones you can choose for. Imagine, imagine. Yeah. You, yeah. I'd be I'd be buying those things. Hell yeah, I'm gonna buy this. Pop into my 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 Nintendo. You customize it like this is mine right here. You know what I mean? They, and they do it for the Joy Cons. And if PlayStation, imagine like if PlayStation came out with like a you know personalized Gravity Rush or near a Persona like ten. I, I know they come out with like oh I you know limited edition consoles and stuff like that, but plates, man, something like that would be awesome. Yeah. Or any other peripherals would be the same. The, the Spider Man plates, the Kratos plates, like they would sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, especially for those people that, I guess I guess whether you like the design of the new PS5 or you don't like the design of the PS5, like being able to customize it to at least be what you like and make yourself like it more. Uh, I know one of the cool things I remember seeing was that uh, even though they were third party for a while, there was like some third party uh, people putting out like some black plates, which made it look a little bit more uh, likable in terms, like for me, for the people that didn't like this whole crazy winged design uh, reboot or whatever you want to call it, you know, cause they kind of had the, the same design for a long time, which was kind of like, that that's PlayStation, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you're spot on. The 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 creativity you can get, 
the uh, even the crossover you can get you can you know you can go with uh, some artists and do like some cool graffiti stuff you can cross over with overwatch and say oh can can you make us something well actually maybe not because <laughs> we'll get into some of that news a little later yeah. as to why but uh you know the call of duty and, and that's another one i can't really talk about that one either yet but you know some of their games some of the games that are exclusive for them you know you can do a lot of cool things with uh, what your console looks like. I know that I know some people make a killing, and I don't think this is anything to do with any consoles in particular. At least uh, in terms of them working together or having any partnership or anything like that. But I know there's like wraps and stuff like that for your console, where like you can wrap them in something and make them look a certain way, uh, similar to like having a case on your phone or wrapping your phone and making it look a certain way. So I mean, it 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 makes sense that they should do this for themselves, right? And and put that money in their pocket, right? Yeah. Uh, within reason, you know what I mean? Within reason, let's let's not go crazy and sell, like, these plates for 80 bucks. I mean, probably going to happen, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think that'd be cool. Uh, it seems like this, uh, there's not going to be too many many upgrades it's the upgrades is going to be very minimal like uh to where i don't think at least from what i've read if you already have a playstation unless you have that disposable income no real reason to go for the new one unless you know you really do want that little bit of a downsize uh but for anybody that's a first time buyer i mean with by all means you know uh go for the go for it with the new uh console Anything else to add for the with PlayStation? No, no, man, that's awesome. You did good. All right, last two things. Uh, there's a teaser going uh, going around uh, that's tied to Respawn Entertainment, uh, and we're supposed to be getting this news. The news that they're going to give us is supposed to be coming out. It's advertised for 10, 27, 23. As this teaser fades out, the number three stays on the screen. So very easy to deduce. Respawn Entertainment, number three. Titanfall three? Question mark. Yeah, uh, I saw that teaser. So, I mean, that's that's the. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not taking credit for that. That's what people are saying. But uh, yeah, I mean, Titanfall three would be huge. I think right now. I know it's. Uh, it plays into the. I I believe it shares the world with Apex, uh, Titanfall one and two, you know, were massive games. Uh, I think Titanfall two still has like that cult following. You know, the movement of it, the the mechanics of it, the hit detection, gameplay. You know, still something that people love. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we're getting from Respawn. I actually do hope it's Titanfall three and see what they can give us. You uh, play much of uh, much Titanfall at all? The only time I played Titanfall was way past like it's it's you know prime I guess if you even had yeah. a prime Titanfall two anyways. And I remember playing with Omar when Omar used to live with me. And Omar is always Omar is always looking for like the next you know the next shooter or whatever because we even played that other one Split something I forgot what it was called which was also real Split fun. Gate. Split Gate. And I remember playing Titanfall two dude. And you know what? I remember telling Omar, hey, this game's fun. <laughs> 
It is. I, the again, movement and everything was always yeah, real good. It felt, it felt so fluid. It felt real nice. And, you know, and again, it, it didn't seem like it was just a gunfight. And it felt pretty fast-paced. As At the end of the day, you, you don't want to get shot twice and call it a day. You know what I mean? Because that sucks. But it, it felt like a lot of fun. And I remember playing with Omar twice, as a matter of fact. Titanfall 2. And I don't remember why we played, man. But I, there was a couple of people, and we were playing here. And I, I, I had a lot of fun playing Titanfall 2. So I always told myself, if they ever brought it back, or if they ever made a Part 3, whether it's like a BR format, or whether it's a Team Deathmatch, or something like that, I think I'd, I think I'd give it a shot. Yeah, right on. There was something to that feeling of like, okay, your mech is now available. And then calling it in, and boom! You know, like... You felt powerful in those mechs. Yeah, I mean, and you, I, had to, I, you had to know what you were doing because people would mess you up, man. But uh, it was fun, and I think you could even choose to like. You could call in the mech and say, "Okay, mech, go do your thing. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and running on the ground." Uh, so there was that option, and there was just something about that game. It wasn't uh, from one to two; it improved so much, but there was still a little something that it needed but in terms of like the the combat the fluidity like you mentioned the movement you know the running on walls and stuff like that like it was fun so it'll be interesting to see where they go and how they build off of that and now give us something even better hopefully so i'm excited i'm excited and i hope it is Titanfall three so we'll see Mm -hmm. Uh, i talked a little bit about uh overwatch call of duty uh and uh the last thing i'm gonna cover here is about uh, activision blizzard deal with microsoft it's kind of officially done uh they settled everything they had uh still pending with the uk and the cloud gaming and all that and they're not going to dispute anything else so it's pretty much done uh my uh i believe it was like a day or two ago that they kind of announced like okay it's done it's over uh, Microsoft and Xbox already welcomed, you know, all these franchises into their, you know, under their to be under their umbrella and everything. Uh, you know, things that include Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, and interestingly enough, Guitar Hero. Yeah, I which saw has that. been which has been there's been some rumblings that uh at a at a at some kind of meeting or something like that uh the ceo uh, for the next uh, couple months anyway still uh he's gonna be uh retiring and or kind of bowing out at the end of the year uh bobby kodig discussed that there's some opportunities that maybe microsoft can revive guitar hero which is something we've talked about like when we talked about nostalgia and games that we loved and that we wish would come back and we're like it's still such a unique experience other other you know other than rock band of course uh but i mean it might be coming back you know at least they're floating the idea if the ceo yeah. is talking about it so uh i'm i'm excited i'm excited uh for what it means for call of duty i'm excited for what it means for overwatch diablo not really a candy crush guy and you know guitar hero might be back bro like i'm happy and, and at the end of the day microsoft i know people still have mixed feelings about it but microsoft has money <laughs> number one one first and foremost microsoft has money to basically dish out and do whatever the hell they want with their money you know what i mean it, at the end of the day if oh you know what's it going to hurt them to try to bring guitar hero back 
what a couple million dollars it fails okay cool uh the time of peripherals are dead let's move on what's you know uh if they want to bring back and really kind of organize overwatch league for example microsoft can have again they have money you know what i mean they chuck, chuck it out chuck it out uh and i know there's a lot of things that were kind of I don't want to say dead, right? But uh, we haven't kind of seen in a while. So Microsoft has more properties to kind of mess around with. Uh, I, I think you also mentioned, right, Crash Bandicoot was another one I was kind of like, dang, that's true. It's, it's Microsoft now. I always grew up playing those on PlayStation, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And which is real funny because Microsoft also owns uh, Banjo-Kazooie, which again, still blows my mind, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like we should be getting a lot more. And the fact that Microsoft has, I guess, the resources to really push any one of these games forward i it's i think it's a good thing and i know we were kind of pushing for it just so that way you know our our games blizzard gets that big umbrella over them so again and i guess more so to kind of give them that support we're thinking that microsoft will support these games through and through which obviously they should right my i'm over here like oh starcraft warcraft maybe they can do something else with these properties and microsoft will by by all means i think you know venture out these properties and kind of see what we you know what we get out of these but guitar hero like you mentioned i I played that game so much growing up and i was i was good i was above i was above average good uh i would even say i I wasn't like those youtubers that really kind of 100 percent. but i can play the hard songs beat all the hard songs uh the harder the better you know i can move my fingers i can do all that good stuff and stuff and whatever but i i don't know guitar hero is one that i'm kind of like damn i would i would really love to play it again I just don't know if it would survive what we have right now. Maybe it might, but I think it would. It would have to kind of. Obviously, it's not up to us. I think it's up to maybe the you know, the newer generation of players to really get their hands on it. You know what I mean? Get because again, Guitar Hero first and foremost like was like a family party game where you know parents and siblings played together and stuff like that. So it's gonna be interesting to see going forward. And again, Microsoft has the money to do whatever they want. So yeah, I mean. The other implication of this is you would imagine most, if not all, of these things are probably going to come to Game Pass 2. So imagine Guitar Hero on Game Pass, like, everybody's going to give it a shot, right? Like, at least the Game Pass people, oh, you know, yeah. you're going you're, you're gonna to try it. So uh, wh- whether or not the peripherals are expensive or not, that's going to be a different thing. But uh, historically, like, they do cost a little bit, right? Uh, they're not cheap. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'm seeing here that one of the games actually under... It's a FromSoft game, but it's under Activision is actually Sekiro. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was an Activision game. Oh, here die. And then I see, like you mentioned, Crash, Spyro. Yeah, yeah, Crash, Spyro. Tony, Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk too. I hadn't even thought of Tony Hawk. And then, of course, all the mobile games that are crazy actually <laughs> probably make more money than some of the other ones. We'd probably be surprised, right? Yeah. Candy Crush, for sure. Oh, Candy Crush. Yeah, man. I think I saw a video where this woman was like on level 7,000 something. I don't know what the highest level is, right? But there's people out there playing that. I'm starting to, like, they cannot have possibly made 10,000 levels, you know? Like, is that like a random generated thing? Or I don't even know, man. Yeah um so yeah i mean this is this happening uh and it's kind of i think it's gonna inject a lot of hope into a lot of these fan bases as to what uh these teams are gonna be able to do now being backed by microsoft uh 
you know, Microsoft right now at least is in this. It's kind of painted in this light where like they try to do right by the gamers and by their fans, and uh, you know, I hope that that continues and that they're able to inject new life into some of these franchises, some of these games, and you know, just make it better for the fans. Ultimately, yeah. for us, for the consumers, for the gamers, right? And uh, you know, they do good by us. We do good by them, and we continue they to purchase are. and play the hell out of their games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you know we'll always we're always going to say Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and I'm sure most of these are going to be coming to Game Pass too. So that's exciting. Uh, maybe not day of uh, launch, uh, particularly in like the Call of Duty or some of the Diablo stuff, but I mean. I think uh, just being able to have that whole library of all the Call of Duties on your on your Xbox, like just by paying for Game Pass, a few bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, that's dope. Uh, last thing, anything else to add there before with the acquisition and the games and all that? I don't know. Uh, that's about it. Excited, excited, really. All right, last thing. Uh, Overwatch season seven dropped. Uh, first impression. I know it's only been a couple of days. But uh, impressions, are you having fun, not having fun? What do you think of the new mode? What do you think of the new skins? I know a lot of people are very upset. Uh, Andrew actually is the one that texted me and was like, hey, man, like everybody's pissed off that they put the like the new badass skins behind like a paywall. <laughs> and I was like, I just laughed to myself out loud. I'm like, well, me and Marcus both bought them. So yeah. I can't oh, really I talk was, shit. <laughs> hey, 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 I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. I was pissed off. And then I still bought it. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, the, the one amazing Moira, you know, and again, I, I, I finally claimed her as one of my support mains, if not my support main, right? And I, she she has real crappy skin. And, and then Lit, Mommy Lilith over there on Diablo. I said, hell yeah, I was going to buy it. And then I saw it was $40. And that was the only way you can get it. I was, Honestly, I was pissed. Not pissed off enough to not buy it because I wanted it. But I was like, it, it really got me to be like, okay, I'm about to start being a lot more selective as far as my skins, a lot more selective as far as the money I spend in this game because it, it that that was getting ridiculous. Because before it, it was easy, but you know, just oh, you want this skin, you you buy it for the character, you like this skin, you love this skin, you buy it. But now it's like regardless of how amazing the the skin is, like if, if it's not one of my mains, I I that's it. I'm not. It, it really put into perspective the amount of money that I'm actually putting into that game, and and I I'm kind of yeah. having to draw the line. Um, so yeah, I was upset upset enough to actually again. Think about my purchases with Overwatch moving forward because that was crazy. The, and the, every single skin was amazing. Oh, I loved every single one. I thought they were awesome. It's been a long while since we've gone this many skins and this many badass skins at one time just for Lilith to be locked behind a paywall, which I thought was that was scummy. And I, 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 for, I was just like, damn, that sucks. And but so far, general impressions. It, Every at the end of every season, I still play. Uh, I'm always like, "Well, yeah, that's about it." But then when new season starts, I get excited again with the new modes and all kinds of cool stuff. And I think the most a lot of fun. Uh, I know a lot of people have have beat it, and it's not as it's not as interesting as last year's with the co-op, which is also a lot of fun. But I think it's enough to just hold it over. The Halloween events have always been a lot of fun. I know Rico and I have always played those with a junker, with the the junk. Uh, and we've always had a, f- a lot of fun with those and stuff like that especially the skins that that they offer but for the most part again it's it's solid it's honestly solid seven uh, it'd be higher if the stupid ass skins weren't or that you know wasn't 40 bucks or whatever but 
I'm enjoying it. I always enjoy Overwatch. I think it was what season was the one that I was kind of like, damn. I think it was season five or I was, was season four. It was season four, right? I think it was five. Sure. I think it was five because that was the one where where we were. I remember I was kind of like, dude, I don't know about this. But then I remember you kind of got me a little bit more excited because you're like, dude, it's fantasy. Like, how's it not going to be good? And it was just kind of a downer, man. Yeah, that was the one. Whatever that was. It was the magic and mischief. And I was like, damn, yeah. Man. That was by far that that was actually the first time where I was like, man, you know what? Maybe so. Maybe I'm done. Maybe like that's it because this, this is like that was that was bad. Uh, it, it was really a downer. So, but no, this one's solid. La- last season was solid. Uh, going forward, and again, the skins are always amazing. I just hope that uh, you know going forward, you see so these amazing skins aren't locked behind forty dollars, forty dollars, man, because that's crazy. Yeah, I'll be honest. I kind of expected it. Uh, just because, just because they were touted as a crossover and not really as a that's true that's even true. though even though they were they were tied to like oh, okay there's gonna be like a new diablo-esque event i was i i was more in the camp that i was i i was like this is a crossover the only thing we've had similar to it is going to be like the one punch man stuff and that stuff costs money for the exception of i think one skin right genji costs money uh, Saitama, uh, Doomfist cost money, and then uh, Kiriko, uh, uh, what's what's her name? Tatsumaki costs money. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to be ready to dish out money there. Plus, I'm gonna get the premium battle pass, so that's another little bit of money. So I was already kind of planning, like, okay, I'm gonna spend anywhere from like 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks, like, depending on what I like and what I don't like. Luckily, a lot of the skins on the battle pass are pretty awesome oh, so yeah. just for the just for that 10 bucks or whatever it is like you're gonna get some nice skins uh i know some people feel some way or another about the the hanzo and how how exciting they think it is or you know some of the lack of customization on it or whatnot so but i still think overall you know hanzo is one of those that doesn't have crazy skins too so i think it, it is one of the better ones uh, like you said, Mora also is one of those that kind of eh, like there's not that many crazy skins that like uh, such a variety that like there's going to be one for you. I actually think that the last one that they came out with the Overwatch League one was one of the better ones. And then now Lilith right after like right on. Uh, so I was expecting to dish out a little bit of money. So I wasn't as surprised. Uh, and I mean, you do keep in mind that for that uh, in particular, you get two crossover skins you get the battle pass which is about 10 bucks and you do also get some gold in case you're going to buy anything from the store going forward uh yeah. i know there is that inarius it, it's not the inarius skin it's the other one the for for reinhardt is it is is reinhardt the inarius skin or is, inarius. is the far or is Farah the inarius no, no reinhardt's the inarius is is Farah. It's far, far, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other one is I forgot what, the, what his name was, but no, it's not Narius. Narius is, is far, yeah. This was like Imperi, no, something like Imperi- that. Imperius, Imperius, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, something like so, that. So, so there was those. Uh, there's an Elari skin that I actually like. That's going to be in the shop rotation. So that one, that's an easy like. I'm going to buy that one for sure, uh, unless it's a crazy amount of money. Uh, also going on in Overwatch right now, which was like kind of a tough for me, was there's also the World Cup uh price pool that is going to be funded by like this blizzard uh these these uh this sojourn skin 
Right. Any any proceeds you get, you you buy from that. Not it's. I don't think it's a hundred percent. There's a percentage of it that's going to be going to whoever wins the World Cup, uh, and it's going to trickle down a little bit uh, there. So I I actually have enjoyed watching the World Cup, and I'm excited for BlizzCon and all that. The only thing it came down to there is I don't play much of the other Blizzard games as much, and a lot of the things, or actually no, that's a separate one. Uh, I I I'm planning to buy something for the World Cup going forward. Because I want to support the the teams that that are going to play at BlizzCon, but then there's a separate one that's like the BlizzCon package, where in that one that's fifty dollars, and that one was tough because there's a Sigma skin in there, which is okay, uh, but then most of the other things are other games, and I don't play too many. Like I was mentioning, I don't play too many other Blizzard games, so I was like, man, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna pay fifty bucks for a Sigma skin. And like a ca- like a name card, and I decided ultimately to just go with the with the uh, the Mora skin and all the stuff that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last thing, which I know you have an opinion of, big opinion of, and you're not the only one I saw uh, bring it up. The new Wrecking Ball skin. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. Uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> It's one of the most crea- one of the more creative skins to be to be quite honest, and it, it really is cool for what it is. But there's certain like his honestly, anything, I mean, anything that stands out in particular. His teeth is it his teeth? Did you do that or his hair? Or, uh, uh, it, it can't be his nipples, can it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he does have pierced nipples, and I thought I was like, what? And I remember I was, I was like, what the hell, like what? Where'd that come out from? <laughs> like attention to detail, Rico. That's what we call it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's it it was... based one off of one of the bosses from uh, from Diablo, Osmodon, who does also have pierced nipples. So of course they gave the little hamster pierced nipples. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember you're the one that told me first. You were like, "Uh, dude, I was uh, I don't know if you played Wrecking Ball, if you saw the Wrecking Ball on another team, or what happened." No, and you're like, I had to "Dude, play he has the game." Nipples. Oh okay. It, it was on. A, it was on a play of the game, and it was a high, it was a, my highlight intro is one where he does like the suspense, uh, da da, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as it's zooming in, I noticed. I noticed he has uh, uh, what you call it, pierced nipples, and I was like, "What the hell?" But like, it was it was weird, man. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, overall, overall, like I'm in, I'm enjoying Overwatch this season. Uh, would you say net good? You're you're okay, so so or. Ah, I'm so sorry. It's a solid seven. I, I I still have fun with it. It's a good season. That's something to work for. So that that's a lot of fun. How about Sombra? You mess with Sombra at all yet? I like it. Very, very little. And the little that I've tried, more so played against. It honestly just played against her actually seemed a lot more fun. Strangely enough, right? But more fun playing the Sombra. But it's just because she can't get away. And when I played her for the little bit that I did, it, I was on it was on Mystery Heroes that I, I managed to hit her. Um, she's she's a lot of fun, especially if you can chain her combos. That whole skill set, you're gonna be all right, man. And again, it was a lot of fun. And now she's no longer she can't like she can still teleport, but not far away and stuff like that. So uh, she again, she's strong. She's still strong for what she is right now. And oh, you know, we'll see how it goes going forward. I, I but she is fun. She is fun to play against. She's fun to play with. So, yeah, 
uh, feels like uh, the new TP thing is uh, a lot less of like a get out of jail free card and a little bit more like Tracer Blink esque. Like you know, it's an escape, but not quite like okay, like I'm I'm completely safe. Uh, for those with mobility, they can still chase you down, so you kind of have to keep in mind like your surroundings. Are you gonna use it to TP back to your team? So I don't know if I would say it's more tactical, but it's it, it you're risking a lot more when you're engaging because yeah. it's not as easy like oh i'm just gonna get away i'm gonna go here scare somebody hack them land a few shots and like as soon as they turn around oh i better get out you know it's it's a lot more engaging it's what it feels like which is what they were going for so i mean I'm, i think it's right on i think it's spot on uh we are anticipating the roadhog uh rework i think mid-season and then there was some talks on the dev stream that they're going to be looking at farah next uh they do they kind of commented on the idea of people playing quote unquote like skybox farah and they don't like those people that play way up in the air you know because obviously you see farah you want to either play yourself or want somebody on your team to go hit scan but with fall off numbers and stuff like that it makes it a cho like tough right especially if she has a mercy that's helping her out you know you either have to be a crazy gamer or you need a mercy of yourself like or some kind of damage boost at least a zenyatta or something like that to kind of like discord her or if the if it even reaches that far you know so uh there are some exciting changes i like where we're starting this season i hope we grow uh but it's off to a good start i think for both of us right yeah so uh yeah with that uh anything else for gaming you want to throw out there before i get us into the hero of the week and you sign us out oh yeah that's that's i'm good man all right well against my better judgment this week the hero of the week is uh my mom my mom just had a birthday uh i don't particularly <laughs> like her but uh you know she she created me she uh has put up with me now for a good number of years and uh why lie no my mom's awesome she's uh one of those people that just uh believes in you she pushes me uh you know i know you uh marcus also calls calls her mama esmer and stuff like that she had a birthday this past week and uh you know uh when you have somebody so ancient no i'm just joking <laughs> i better stop i better stop because if she listens she's gonna be pissed off uh you know, she just has been uh, a very special person, always making me feel loved, always making me feel believed in, pushing me that, uh, you know, I can do whatever I want uh, since I was a kid. So a uh, special shout out to my mom. Happy belated birthday. And uh, I mean, let's be real. All moms out there are special. So uh, my mom, first and foremost, just because she had a birthday and because she's mine, and uh, to all moms out there, Heroes of the Week, we love you guys. Love you. So, uh, Marcus, you want to sign us out? Yeah. So, awesome. Another great podcast Every time talking about the news. What? Why'd, you get, why'd you get all quiet? What do you mean? Yeah, I don't really like her, but... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's because... It's our relationship. Was, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny, but no, nonetheless, um, again... Great week, awesome news week, a lot to talk about. And again, doing a lot better at condensing everything, focusing more on the conversation, having a lot of fun with it. But nonetheless, if you haven't checked out our last two, 
podcast, our last one did feature Rudy the Block Vasquez. He joined us for the second week in a row. We It was a debate on a the red pill versus blue pill gaming discussion of which elements you found better. So if you want to know more, go ahead and get that listened to. You can also listen to last week's podcast where it was very light on the news enough to where we actually did like a half news half discussion also featuring rudy the block vasquez so if you want to give that one a listen to and let him interject on a couple of the topics at hand by all means go ahead and listen to that one as well but otherwise thank you guys for listening and you guys have a great night thank you